Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences, as this show contains adult themes. But, like, not those kind of adult themes, unfortunately. Just sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warning for specific episodes can be found in episode descriptions. Listening to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. Previously on Romancing the Dungeon. Announcing Sergeant Major Sebastian Piddlestone. Lady Wolver, Sister Reedy, and Master Oren, before you meet with Ajalia Steel and His Majesty meets with the heroes, I felt it best to bring to your attention some of the events and potential charges facing them. Night Scout Steel abandoned his mission to fraternize with a one Miss Fia Burbage. Fia Burbage was spotted in Talek's library, seen cavorting with protesters in Kappa's anvil, and both she and Steel were seen standing very close, if not awkwardly, together in the old castle rooms. She has also caused some damage to one of the Grand Galeshire Hotel trees. The manager has added it to her room charges, and ultimately our bill. Kyle Adoris has absconded in a flagrant disregard of His Majesty's orders, and we have been unable to track him down. Ivan and Ornate was seen attempting to acquire a horse and or vehicle without a license. After leaving the city walls, he crossed into the Dragon's Back Mountains, where a small squad of guards had to be dispatched in order to retrieve him. The rescue has cost a considerable amount of money, not including overtime for the guards. Hephaestus Tinderson faces a number of charges of public indecency, including intoxication, disorderly conduct, threatening and abusive behaviour, willful obstruction, violent disorder, and entering several buildings with intent to commit and offence, all of which resulted in her current state, i.e. comatose in a temple of Nan, which the city is being charged for. You can imagine this has caused quite the commotion in the city. Thank you, Sebastian. That'll be all. Please go and fetch them from the hotel. We won't waste another minute on this. As you command, Lady Wolver. Are you lonely, miserable, or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems. At least your dating ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamier, dirty, dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Grapers, founder, CEO, and love wizard, and my tell-all book, School of Hard Fucks. That's the working title, that's just a working title. Get the full scoop on all that scandal from Mistian University. Pre-order your copy now and get your horny little paws on the book most editors are calling depraved, debased, dirty, and debauched, degrading diatribe for degenerate deviants. Back now and get a free centaur fold bookmark. Anyway, what's eating you? <laughs> Wait, no, that's a good question for next time. But for now, what do you feel most guilty about? 
Um, well, I, I suppose I, I feel quite guilty about um, possessing the body of this young man. Um, well, normally I wouldn't, but everybody's just giving me a hard time about it, so... Um, oh, would you that, regret that at all, or...? Uh, that's a very interesting question to really take, a, take, take it into another turn. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I suppose no. Okay, yeah. Great. No regrets, no guilt. No, no regrets. Oh, wonderful. Actually, I should get that above my, my, my back tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice no, placeholder. No, no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> no, Nate has that one under his armpit. <laughs> oh, oh, well, job done. Um, there's a very long list. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it light. You know, we'll, we'll keep this light and fresh. And so potential uh, dating partners won't be too scared to run away. Um, I might have done all the terrible things that were done to me to another person. Um, and she might have gone a little bit insane. And, you know, that, that sucks. It's fine. Nothing. 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 Nope. Nope. Nothing. 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 Never like. Nope. Didn't hold the door for an old lady or. Nope. uh, I don't know. uh, Stalk a guy and then have disappeared from the city. Never. uh, Then possibly learning that he might be dead. No. Probably your fault. No. No. Nothing. Nothing. Killed a dog. No, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. That's not healthy. Uh, Roz, you know how I am very fond of you. (laughs) Oh, those rumors are flying around the place. How fond of me are you, AJ? Well, I've been meaning to tell you, I'm not actually a client of yours. I just dropped in to see if the realm could do anything for you. And then the conversation kind of got out of hand and Uh you've been been asking me a lot of questions. Uh Beginning to think it's not just a conversation. Okay, so if you just sign this here and just oh, just here, that, yeah, just sign that right there. Okay, yeah, no problem. Um, so, and you see, now you're a client, and now you got nothing to feel guilty about. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so should we go back to the first question? Yeah, we'll go right back to the very, very start. Okay, I'm ready. So, name, age, race, and class, please. Ajalia Steele, race oh. winner. Um, age, <laughs> I suppose. Is this mine or like who I'm looking for? Because I'm not looking. Yours, yours, yours. Oh, 24. Okay, great. Turn to 24. Okay. Put you in that bracket. Okay. Yeah. Class? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to break so many hearts. Thea, you wake up uh, in your hotel room. Uh, outside in the hallway you can kind of hear the uh, clattering of the housekeepers and the uh, people kind of getting up and getting ready for their day and there's a just a very gentle knock on your door and you just hear Sebastian uh, outside Mrs. Room breakfast in the private room of the banquet hall if you would be so kind as to alert Hephaestus, Kyle, and Ivan. Um, yeah, okay, sure. See you there. <clears throat> You're in your room. What are you doing? Um, so I get up and I just start getting myself dressed, get all my bits together, and then I start going around to each of the rooms. I start with Hephaestus first. 
Um, Thea, could you do me just the small favor? Um, if you could just bring up like a scone and some coffee. Uh, and Una just kind of rolls out from under a long, heavy blanket. Yeah, if they have some, sure. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Thank you so much. Okay, I'll talk to you later. You head out, uh, and in the hallway like that, you do. I mean, there's just a, a little cobalt lady wheeling past with a, um, a cleaning cart, and uh, she's kind of uh, barking at a dwarven fella and a halfling woman about like the rooms and what they should be looking at. She's just doing general room inspections. And uh, you see uh, the the door to Hephaestus room uh, slightly ajar and you can hear uh, people kind of squabbling inside. I push it open to see if she's there. Nope, but there is a wood elf and a half elf um, that are just uh, kind of sitting back and relaxing. Um. Oh, um... Uh, 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 very sorry, uh, Miss. Uh, we were just uh, we were just uh, um, checking the firmness of these armchairs. Yeah, firm, perfect. Uh, we've just finished cleaning the room. Um, yeah. Okay. And I, I'm like, I walk off thinking, well, if she's not here, she's probably in Kyle's room. So I go towards Kyle's room. There's a do not disturb. Uh, a little uh, wooden plaque hanging down from the door handle. I ignore that. <laughs> okay. You open the door. There's nobody inside the room. The room is pristine. This is weird. There's no way they'd be in Ivan's room. So I got Ivan's room anyway. You pass up the corridor, and again, this time when you go to open the door, uh, you immediately. It, yeah, Ivan's inside, and you can just see like a pile of very wet clothes on the floor. Um, hey, Sebastian came around. It's time for breakfast. Sorry, what? Hmm? It's time for breakfast. We'd go down for breakfast. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Have you seen Hefesta or Kyle? They're not in their rooms. Uh, no. Weird. Okay. Um, I'll just have a look a bit more. Look around for them. Um, get ready, and I'll meet you downstairs. Sure. Yes, boss. Fear. Yep, yep. It was late into the night, uh, Ivan, when the patrol uh, got you back to the city. Uh, you weren't bound or chained or anything like that, but you were. It was. It was. It was very awkward. Like you, try, you were trying to make conversation with like a bunch of guards who really didn't want to talk to you. They they just literally dropped you back to the hotel. They scorched you right up to your room. Uh, is there anything you want to do at this point before you head downstairs? I I suppose uh, so. All my all my clothes are wet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I suppose I need to have a look around for some alternatives and see if I can get my clothes dry. Is there a fire anywhere? The, well, yeah. The the room has its own little fireplace, um, and it is lit. Okay. I will um, sort of get some chairs in the room or anything I can hang my clothes onto and put those up against the fire so they can get dry, and um, I will just kind of go through the rifle through the drawers and see if I can find something to put on for now. There's a really, really nice fluffy dressing gown. Yep, that's me. <laughs> it just says the Grand Galeshire Hotel on it. Um, so, yeah, you can... You're all bundled up. I'm all bundled up and I'm going straight down for breakfast. Okay. 
as you kind of finish kind of checking over the rooms once more, you do pass Ivan just slipping by in a very skimpy dressing gown. Like it's just drifting below uh, his thigh. Where are your... Do I want to ask where your clothes are? Uh, Drying off in my room. Oh, did you go swimming? I, I went for a little hike for myself. Right. Okay. Just be careful of drafts, I suppose. Giraffes? Drafts. You don't want that to go blowing up around the place. What you're wearing. Well, what? The, my, my, my gown? Yeah. What? You don't want to flash anyone. I, I wasn't planning on it. That's what I'm saying. Look out for drafts. Don't concern yourself with what's under my gown. I'm not. I'm concerned for people's eyes. I'm going to get breakfast now. You're weird. <laughs> what? Um, with Ivan somewhat offended and Fia utterly perplexed, the two of you make your way down into the lobby and in the direction of the uh, the room that was kind of put aside for you to take your meals in. Um, as you're doing that inside, uh, AJ, as you uh, fill up a little plate... Uh, actually, what's on AJ? What, what is AJ putting together on a little plate for himself? Oh, my breakfast? Have I been... I've presumably been up quite some time, so yes. I've already eaten, I would imagine. Okay. I'm just, like, grabbing a glass of water or something like that. Okay. Um, but I'd probably be plating up other people's breakfasts, like a couple of pastries on each one, kind of making sure that the coffee's percolating, and, like, ensuring that the buffet is a good spread... Uh, and not boring. We've been doing the same meal for three weeks. Like, that's not exciting for anyone. So uh, potentially some freshly roasted granola in the corner for anyone who's so inclined. Um, uh, <laughs> are you shaking your head? <laughs> <laughs> we'll not be partaking I mean, yeah, not all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as you are checking on the toastedness of the granola, you hear the door opening behind you and in steps Sebastian. He's looking, uh, he's looking well, but the f- the thing that you notice about him first and foremost is on his, on the lapel of his jacket, there is a silver medallion. Sebastian seems to have been promoted oh. to Sergeant First Class. Good morning. Congratulations, Sergeant. <clears throat> uh, thank you, uh, Agelius. As you were. Okay. Like, AJ, it's hard to fidget when you stand, like, at attention. But, like, there's just a internal energy of fidgeting happening. <laughs> it's vibrating slightly. Yeah, like, hmm <laughs> Where are Miss Tenderson and Mr. Adoras? I presume in their... Rooms, or in the vicinity, I would imagine. And if I were to tell you that you've presumed incorrectly, then they might have gone for a morning walk or haven't returned from their dalliances yesterday, Mm -hmm. sir. Uh, Funny that you mentioned the dalliances. Word has spread across the city that uh, well his majesty and his advisors may have had imposters and the real heroes are 
running amok in Galeshire, causing all sorts of misadventures. I see. Um, well, I take full responsibility for any of their misadventures that may have happened in the last 24 hours, sir. Wonderful. Well then, you won't mind, since you've been so quick to take responsibility, presenting yourself to his majesty. Um, not at all. I was thinking actually of revising the mission parameters, sir. You can discuss that with his majesty. Now. You're relieved. I will escort the four over to the palace for their audience with King Dreyfus. A word of um, advice, all due respect, sir. These are four very capable, very accomplished individuals. Um, Any time spent under my surveillance has been done voluntarily and entirely with their cooperation. So if you are to be monitoring these wards today, um, try to keep the peace. Sir. I've been with them a lot longer than you, Steele. And he just opens the door and gestures. I um, give a little salute and leave tail firmly tucked between legs. <laughs> he salutes back, but his gaze is fairly stern and fixed on you. And just as you are slipping out the door, Ivan wearing a very, very seductive bathrobe and Fia uh, come uh, straight towards the, the both of you. Um, good morning. Welcome you. Hi, hi, hi. Good morning. Hi. Um, you okay? You good? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, perfect. I just have to have a word with uh, King Dreyfus. Um, I wanted to apologize for my behavior yesterday. It was entirely uh, unprofessional. I stepped out of line. It won't. Um, AJ's trying not to look at Fia, but he betrays himself. It won't happen again. Um, I'll see you later. Oh, oh, okay. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. It's... Hey, hey, AJ. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. <clears throat> I better go. Um, okay, you know where to find me if you need me. Um, good day. He walks away. Turn to Via and say, I don't know about you, but kind of had a kind of an internal fidgeting energy about him. Um, Did he? Didn't notice. Good morning to both of you. Your breakfast is on the table inside. You have 15 minutes. You're then going to be escorted over to the Gilchar Palace and an audience with His Majesty. What about Kyle and Hephaestus? We're searching the city for the pair. Searching? They're not in their rooms. I, I may need longer than 15 minutes. My clothes are drying upstairs. I, I, I don't want to see the king dressed uh, like this, if that's at all possible. Even if you could have someone see you too, my, my clothes, even bring them down yeah, to me. Sebastian literally just holds up a little, as you're talking, he does literally, and he does that thing that people do that really bothers me, but he... His fingers oh. and 
uh, a bellhop literally springs to attention and comes running around the corner. This kind of young, pudgy uh, fella in his mid twenties, uh, human. And literally, as he's about to say good morning and introduce himself, uh, Sebastian just, without making eye contact, close gentlemen's room, have them prestidigitized, and. As he was approaching with a, like a hop, skip, and a jump, he turns on his heel and moves the other direction towards your room. Upstairs. Many thanks. He keeps going. He doesn't react. I go in and take a seat and I don't even pay attention to the plate that I grab, but I just sit and I just, I'm not even eating. I'm just like pulling apart a pastry. As you sit down and you just kind of start picking away at everything, uh, Ivan, is there anything you're doing? Fill in my boots. I am, I'm, I, you know, it's, we're going to meet the, the king. We want to, you know, be, be given all energy, you know, so I'm going to just make sure I'm getting a good hearty meal into me. Um, I'm, and then once I kind of get my meal, I'm going to go sit down to at a table and sort of take a little look at fear. Um, Give me a perception check. Oh, she should be doing the perception check. <laughs> no need. No need. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, that is a five plus three, so eight. You don't really, like, Via, does, Via just seems to be kind of, you don't really catch, you're kind of distracted. The plate of food that you picked up that was kind of there that had stuff on it, it's been arranged to make a little smiley face. Um, Like, there's two little pastries that are eyebrows, there's a couple of strawberries and a few blueberries that look like eyes. Uh, There's a little kind of banana that's like a smile. There's a satsuma for a nose. It's very, it's very haunting, if not whimsical. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a little look over at Fia's plate. I want to see what's happening over there. She's torn off one of the eyebrows. Oh. Hmm. Okay, well, I start eating. Okay. Is there anything either of the two of you want to do before you make your way over to the palace? I do run up to my mom just with stuff for her to eat i didn't like i know what she asked for but i didn't pay attention to what i was grabbing and just brought whatever as you head up to the room una is fully dressed give me a perception check yeah. okay looking to be the 15 no 12 okay as you head into the room you just hear like a drawer close and Una is kind of, she's kind of moved back into the middle of the room and she's kind of like, just kind of standing in front of the fireplace a little bit. You know, I was thinking today, maybe you and I could just do a little bit of, uh, I don't know, maybe some shopping, um, some mother and daughter bonding. That sounds nice, but I, I have to go meet the king now, mom, so. Oh, um, of course, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know how long it's going to take. No, that's, I, that's fine. I can, uh, I can keep myself busy. I've got friends in the city I could catch up with. So yeah, no, you go do, you go do your thing, um, with the king and stuff. That's fine. Okay. And I just put the plate down and I walk back out. Oh, you're pre- oh. <sighs> I'd be lost without you. Okay, I'll talk to you later. She, as you're heading out again, she kind of moves over and she does. She starts picking at the plate. Uh, you find Ivan kind of down in the lobby in front of the front doors waiting, and there's a small escort of four guards and Sebastian 
and you are surrounded at either side. You're marched out of the hotel and into a carriage and then that bundles its way through the city towards the palace. As the city drifts past, you are taking some streets that look vaguely familiar, that you you might have passed yesterday, but it's all a bit of a blur. What's going through Ivan's mind as you're heading to the palace? I suppose I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking of uh, my time last night in the in the cave and what I saw and just that whole sort of experience. Like I, I it, it feels traumatic, but at the same time, there's a, I, I feel bolstered for having gone through it. So it's just this sort of uh, weird, uh, I don't know. There's conflicting emotions around the whole thing. Um, yeah, I suppose it's, it's the first time I've really kind of got to sit with my thoughts and think about like, I don't know, to, to, to kind of just sit in my body for a little bit. Sit in Nate's body, I suppose. You know, that's weird. Um, and yeah, I just, I, f- I feel that peace in my body all of a sudden. Can't I Fear, lie. what are you thinking <laughs> Scooching away from Ivan. Yes, 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 exactly. I'm scooching away from Ivan. I'm looking out the window and I am dissecting every word that AJ said when I saw him this morning. How do you feel about what? Uh, what AJ said this morning. Extremely deflated. Like I was deflated last night after we came back, but then even more so now after hearing that, I'm extremely deflated. I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I read that completely, completely, completely wrong. The carriage trundles down along the, the cobbled streets and it it's taking you past the night market. Yeah, and it is that like, oh, God, not this place. Uh, it looks very different in the day. There's still as many vendors and stuff for like that, but it looks it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the same magic mm. uh, as it did last night. Uh, in the way that you're going to remember that night for a very very long time. And as you pass under the palace bridge, you can see heading into the the newer side of the city. The carriage kind of starts to turn back on itself, and it's now making its way uphill towards the. As AJ kind of pointed out a couple of weeks ago, it, this is kind of where like a lot of the official government buildings are, like the Bank of Galeshire. You actually, yeah, there's just a crime scene uh, outside the bank. Uh, there's like a police detectives looking at it and stuff like that. And you can see four very strange looking Ganassi girls kind of being carted away. No sign of Estrella anywhere. But the buildings here are huge. There's not that many, but they're huge. And you see signs for the... Galeshire University, the Academy and the Library and all the things that go with it. Parliament building and these are grand modern buildings. They, they're, they as you look down into the old uh, eastern side of Galeshire, they, they very much are in stark contrast to a lot of the simpler more kind of rustic look to that part of the city. These are a very firm staple of a modern Galeshire. And then as it comes through the the square and you pass this huge obelisk, you just see the road towards the Palace Bridge and you just see Galeshire Palace from a point of view you've never seen before. And it is magnificent. 
The walls are this deep sapphire blue. There's a gold-trimmed edging all along the columns and pillars. The trim seems to catch the, the rays of the sun, even though it's quite an overcast and frosty morning. They, they glisten. You pass over the bridge, and you see these two huge gold and black gates just uh, open, as if uh, willed by some unseen magical force. The grounds are almost as big as the palace, and there's a huge garden and hedgerow maze to your left, and a huge garden and hedgerow maze to your right. The entire time, you've all just kind of set in silence, but you are recounting all the kind of the different things that AJ told you kind of about the palace. Uh, give me a... Both of you, give me wisdom saving throws, actually, Ivan and Fia. Nine. Four. Yeah, but it was a lot of just shite. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, all you can think about is what he said this morning. That that literally, you're like, oh yeah, the palace, he said something about the palace, but he also said that really mean thing this morning and I'm just kind of like, it's hurting and it's really hurting a lot. He was just a tour guide. Ivan, he was just a very, very droll tour guide mm. and that's the palace. And those are the two gardens that he maybe mentioned. Before, oh, it was as the... You're still drawing, you're the... Car just, the car is still coming up to the palace, so yeah, you can... Fear while I remember, I just wanted to give you something. If you could just keep it on your person, that would be fantastic. So I'll pull out my bag of ball bearings. I'm just going to take one little ball bearing. I'm going to give it like a good stern look. And be like, if you could, wouldn't mind just popping that in your pocket, please. Confused, but I take it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. We're just about to arrive you will be escorted directly through the palace. Do not deviate from your accompaniment. You will be asked to wait. The, His Majesty will attend the meeting. It goes without saying you carry yourself with a shred of respect. He looks at both of you. For ourselves? I do. <laughs> the carriage stops uh, and Sebastian just sighs. Uh, door opens and he hops out and he holds a hand up for you, Fia, to uh, step out. And you are standing in front of these six large high steps up to the doors of the palace. You've never seen a building like this before. Um even if you've been to Galeshire, you've never been this close to the palace. You've no idea. There, the building almost seems to glow or hum. There's just something about it. Like it's, it's, it, it has presence in a way that you've never really seen a building have that before. It's just, wow. And as the doors open and a small flurry of guards and servants attend to you and they are wiping you down, they are uh, making sure you're dry, they're making sure you're clean, they're uh, taking weapons and stuff off of you. It's all happening very, very quickly. You are led straight through this huge hallway. Fia, it's, for you, it's, it's like your house would fit into one corner. Like the whole building would fit into a corner and then ten times over. 
Like it's you've never seen this. And there's just doors, huge paintings in so many different styles, long, perfect, pristine tapestries hanging from these huge ceilings, candelabras light lit everywhere. The palace, for as big and as open and as wide as it is, it is warm. The entire time you're here, both of you feel the air trembling a little bit. There's like a an atmosphere in here, but there's also a it's very tangible. Is it akin to like an internal fidget? Yes, it's almost as if the palace has its own internal fidgeting going on. It's made of me. <laughs> <laughs> You are escorted by uh, guards. They've changed. Uh, they've changed. They've effectively changed hands. So guards that brought you here are still outside the palace. Uh, this seems to be specifically palace guards. Their uniforms are very, very similar, though they wear two long sashes over each so- uh, shoulder. The corridor seems to go on for a very, very long time. You duck past a large, grand staircase. And you keep walking, your footsteps echoing the whole way down. Meanwhile, AJ, you find yourself stood in the throne room. His Majesty King Dreyfus has not arrived, but you are facing his three advisors. In front of you on a uh, a raised platform, you see Marigold Wolver III, Riti of the Blue Moon, and Camillus Oren, the king's three advisors, are staring down at you. For the last 15 or 20 minutes, you have been grilled on what exactly happened, how Ivan, Hephaestus, and Kael managed to slip out from your supervision. Mm-hmm. And... I beg your pardon, uh, Ajalius. Why were you distracted? My lord, my ladies, I wouldn't say I was distracted. I would like to say that I was using the best of my judgment in the moment. And it is my belief, uh, both professional and personal, that the parameters of this mission need to be a little less stringent in order to encourage increased cooperation and trust between these wards and the realm. Um, with that in mind, I would like to submit a official request to change the parameters of the mission. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> For the listeners. Yeah. Ben has made his own prop and brought it in. <laughs> with a wax seal. The rest of you are getting shown the fuck up. Uh, yeah, stop know. doing that, Ben. <laughs> yeah, we know. Just, uh, hang on, is that just a big drawing of a willy? <laughs> <laughs> just stepping away from the wall, uh, a servant just approaches you, Ajalius, takes the wax-sealed envelope, mm-hmm. and Camillus leans out over the desk a little bit uh, and snatches it, and he unravels it, scans it, and then hands it immediately to Marigold, who, again, kind of fixes a gaze on it, and then wistfully kind of offers it over to Riti who does comment on the penmanship mm-hmm. well I really love I really I just I really love the initiative you've taken there now and look at that and look at a little wax seal and everything oh, that's why you're our favourite 
<clears throat> Ajalius, while we appreciate uh, your suggestions, it doesn't go about making up for the fact that a <clears throat> it doesn't look good for the kingdom that uh, we have hidden the four heroes of Warmnook and Tezrab. If I may speak, um, my lord. Um, was that Sebastian's suggestion? To have decoys? Just for my final report. And they all, they look at each other and they, they do, they lean in and Marigold, who sits in the middle, she sits between Camillus and Riti. It was. Would you have done something differently? As per my report, yes, I would have. Marigold sits up uh, a little bit taller than the others. However, um, hindsight is a wonderful thing, um, and I can only take full responsibility for my part in Sergeant Sebastian's plan. Um, and for that, I am deeply, deeply sorry. I will do better. The matter is being taken care of, Ajalius, and we have we have found one of the two missing heroes. After His Majesty has finished questioning, we would like you to continue working with them, and guiding them, and of course reporting back to us. Absolutely. Um, as per the revised parameters or current set? They'll be taken into account. We will, of course, bring them to his majesty's attention. Very much appreciated. Um, and thank you for your understanding. It is not my habit to make mistakes such as these, and I am both professionally and personally, um, well, quite frankly, embarrassed. Um, so thank you all for your time. I know it is precious and for your cooperation. When the meeting concludes, and only when the meeting concludes, Ajalius, please inform Miss Isidrim and whatever he's calling himself these days, Ivan. Swallow, I believe. Miss Tinderson. And the others kind of shift a little uncomfortably. She was found injured this morning. She's unconscious. She is with the healers at the Temple of Nan. I trust you know what that means. Unfortunately, yes. You may continue to observe. His Majesty has asked your presence but be silent. And Riti and uh, Camillus kind of just kind of nod um, and they go to, to leave. And as they shuffle out one door, there's a, a rapping at the bottom of the, the throne room. Hold a moment. And Marigold shifts her attention to you, AJ. 
Agelius. I wish to discuss something with you away from Riti and Camillus. As you wish, my lady. You are a proud son of Galeshire. You are a shining light for the city. It hurts me to think your reputation could be sullied. I understand you're a young man. You you have needs and desires. If I may be so inclined as to offer you a piece of advice. Your guidance is gold dust, my lady. Pay very close attention during the king's conversation. You don't know who that young woman really is, and I would hate to see you hurt. And, by proxy, the kingdom. AJ stifles an objection, but holds his tongue. Marigold kind of uh, stands up and she's wearing this long flowing white and silver gown uh, very pointed shoulders her hair is draped down across uh, the front her chest and her back and it's this sleek blonde grey uh, she's very beautiful very glamorous And as she kind of stands, servants uh, immediately move to draw the chair away from her. And the the table that she was sitting at is removed. The chair is moved down three steps, a little bit closer to the floor. And she takes a seat. You may now bring in Miss Isidrim and Ivan Svalow. And the door opens. And in front of you, Ivan and Fia, you see this grand throne room. A long burgundy carpet just draped up the centre. Hard marble floors. And at the very, very end, a huge portrait. It's the king and the queen. King Dreyfus and Queen Drusilla, and they're standing in the ruins of the old Galeshire castle. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> As you enter, a trumpet goes off, and your presence is announced by an unseen voice from somewhere. Introducing Miss Fia Isidrim of Tezrab. In company of Ivan Svalow. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, the Ivan of the Forgotten Vale. I beg your pardon. In company of Ivan of the Forgotten Vale. And to one side of the, the raised platform, you see AJ standing to attention. Both of you see that high elf woman that you'd met a couple of weeks ago in the city. 
Um, Marigold Wolver III, AJ told her she's one of the king's closest advisors. And as you are led up through the throne room, God, it feels like you've run a marathon at this stage. But as you move up, she shifts a little bit in her seat and she gives you both a very kind of warm, welcoming kind of smile. And then she stands and again, a voice calls out. Please stand for his royal majesty, King Dreyfus. A door opens on the wall opposite you, AJ, and out step two guards, again, palace guards wearing those sashes. But behind them, it's very obvious because while Dreyfus has gotten on in years, he hasn't lost his build, he hasn't lost his physique. Out steps King Dreyfus. And you've seen drawings of him. Uh, you, you see that big one there at the end of the hall. He still has the beard, though it's a sandy white and grey. Wisps of like a, a rusty orange kind of still kind of clinging, but he's gotten on in years. Uh, his hair is pulled back and up uh, into a wispy uh, man bun. Uh, his face has wrinkled. That softness is still there. That sort of warmness is there. And uh, his eyes are this really, really uh, deep brown. And he stands into the room, a cloak made of the finest silk and furs draping behind him. The king is built like he's stacked. If a, if a little old, he's still got it. And he moves straight towards the, the throne, which sits in the middle of the platform. And for a throne in the king's throne room, in the king's palace, in the capital city of Gaelshire, it's very simple. It's very, there's no, it's not made of gold. It's not, it doesn't have diamonds hanging off of it. It's a very simple, tall back black mahogany chair and he takes a seat as his cloak is unclipped it's a lot of bother really isn't it for a meeting and he just kind of rubs his legs a little bit (laughs) sorry about all this it's just Mary herself kind of likes likes to put on a bit of the pump fear Hi, yes, hi, yes, hi. Your Majesty. Your, your Majesty. No, hi. no, 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 you, you can call me Dreyfus. Okay. Uh, by the look of you, Thane. Nope. Absolute, Kyle. Absolutely not. Neither of those. Couldn't be further from the truth. A festa. No. <laughs> no, I'm trying again. Ah, uh, Ivan. Uh, yes. I'm, of the Forgotten Vale, I believe. Yes, as... Announced early. I'm surprised you didn't. I didn't uh, catch that. No, yeah. I, I just I knew it from the manuscript they gave me outside. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't go with Nate. Who? <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> Your Majesty. Uh, that went up at the end. I assumed. No, no, it was just an, oh, an, an, an acknowledgement. Acknowledged. Agelius. Your Majesty. Mary. 
Your Majesty. Uh, so, meeting the king, huh? Saving the day and stuff. Um, he, just by coincidence, really. Is, is there a particular reason why you want us here the, to speak to us? Um, just, just checking in. Just to get into the bottom of it, really, like how it all kind of kicked off. It sounds a bit serious. <laughs> um, but pretty straightforward. You'll sort of oh, run no, in the no, middle no, situation. If... Sorry to be rude, uh, but j- just to cut across you there for a second, because if I don't, oh, she'll have me guts for garters. Uh, Mary. And Marigold stands up. And from a small little bag on her hip, she takes out a simple silver box. For the purpose of this conversation. We think it best that we get to the truth of the matter. Uh, and Ivan, if you are so inclined uh, to speak first, would you mind please uh, giving me your hand? For what purpose? We have a small device that can help us just cut through the details and really hone in on the truth. Can His I? Majesty is very busy, so you understand that it's important. Can I roll insight to see if there's anything more to what she's saying, or yeah. if this is if she's you know just being, you know, completely honest? Thirteen. Um, you don't get anything from her. Like she doesn't, you're not, you're not getting like a weird vibe at all. There's no kind of like, she's not being shifty about it. And the fact that the king was the one to kind of go, oh, wait, hang on a second. Agelius, you know what this is. You've never seen it been used, but it's just a, it's common kind of practice. Usually if I can catch Ivan's eye, kind of give him an encouraging, like, little nod. Okay, I'll. Put my hand out. She she takes your wrist mm-hmm. and her hand kind of coils around your wrist and then she unfurls the palm of your hand and your fingers and then with her other hand she slips a simple gold band on your ring finger. Oh. It is a Veritas ring. While you wear it you will find lying very difficult. You'll find that if you do manage to lie, that, well, it's best you stick to the truth. I have absolutely nothing to hide. Before King Dreyfus begins, um, a simple test. Could you please state your name? And age. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily have an exact figure, um, but my name is Ivan of the Forgotten Vale, and I think I'm somewhere around me or the body. 
<laughs> Marigold looks very perplexed and then looks back at King Dreyfus and he's just, he's got a big <laughs> grin on his face. Like, that'll, that'll do. Thank you. The ring would have reacted. And she sits down a, a, a little bit like, okay. So we'll start way back at the start. Tezram. What happened? Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I see. Mm. And he looks at Marigold. Marigold's looking at you, Fia. And then they're looking, she kind of looks back up at the king. Uh, uh, well, sometimes, you know, the heat of battle and the rush of adrenaline, we can block things out. I, you strike me as quite a competent warrior. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So perhaps, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe we'll start with a softer question, more recent question. Warmnook. What happened? Ah, uh, Warmnook. I slightly raised my hand in the background. I don't know. <laughs> and Marigold is kind of looking at the ring, just like <laughs> staring at it. The ring just feels like a gold ring on your hand. It's not doing... Okay. Uh, well, what do you know? Well, I am Ivan of the Forgotten Vale. Okay, well, we have that for the record again. <laughs> and that is it. Pretty much. Okay. And you are the group's leader. <laughs> Absolutely I am, yes. Absolutely the ring explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Got him, everybody. <laughs> Perhaps, given the... And Dreyfus is looking very... Marigold kind of just... Well, if anything, we have verified that Nathaniel isn't in there. Interesting. Miss Isidrum, um, perhaps you might speak to the events, seeing as your body and soul were there for both. Um, Ivan, why don't you go for a walk? <laughs> that would be lovely. Oh, do you have any, uh, what do they call them? Uh... Sorry, escapes me. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, books. Any uh, uh, book uh, houses? A library? Yes, library. Library. We have the finest library in the kingdom just across the bridge. Well, aren't you great? <laughs> You're too kind. I can have a guard escort you. The ring? Oh yes. Um okay, it's it's stuck. Um <laughs> I am I, I I'll just start sucking my <laughs> finger. Oh, sorry, just one one Ow. 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 Your Majesty, excuse me, sorry. Laughing, yeah. oh, okay. He's laughing away. Oh, oh okay. ow. ow. I think that was my knuckle. Um, um uh, uh for you. And he hands it to Marigold. And Marigold looks at one of the servants. Who comes over and just like begrudgingly puts out their hand to accept <laughs> the wet ring and I drop it in their hand. A guard approaches 
and you are led out of the throne room to go for a walk to a library slash bookhouse. Good luck, Via. <laughs> what? Are you not staying? I've been excused. <laughs> Thanks, Ivan. You're welcome. Wow. Marigold gestures for you to stand uh, just at the base of the platform. Miss Isidrim, if you would, and the servant is currently cleaning the ring, if you would take the ring. I, I step forward to take the ring and like, I'm really fighting to not look at AJ <laughs> during all of this. Could you please state your name and age for the record? My name is Fia Isidrim. I'm 141 years old. She sits down, uh, kind of tucking and folding the dress uh, she's wearing kind of underneath her as she takes her seat. The king kind of looks you, looks you up and down a little bit. <laughs> There's no way now a little thing like you did all that damage. It, was, it wasn't just me and my friends. There was, you know... The, oh, so there was more of you in it, was there, huh? There was the, the town's guard as well in Tezrab, and then members of the Galeshire army, army were there. Um, Sekhmet Tenderson, Hephaestus' sister, oh, had yeah, a whole no, gate by her, herself. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, we just... We were like anyone else that day. We were just trying okay, to help. Okay, okay, okay. Fia, do me a favor. Come up. Come up here. Huh? Come what? Up. As he's gesturing for you to come up, a servant is coming out with a, a, a chair. Okay. Um, yeah. I gingerly walk up. Marigold is smiling as you walk past. <laughs> a wooga. <laughs> a little peanut gallery here. <laughs> My palms are feeling very sweaty. I'm sweet. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> no, she doesn't make anything. No, she doesn't make anything. <laughs> now, breathe. No, 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 no. All cleared out. All cleared out. Right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Why did you go fighting in Tezrab? Well, we were at my house. Um, Nate and Hephaestus, who wasn't Hephaestus, and, and myself, with my mom, who um, I'd just seen after many years. Um, and that just, boom, there's just an explosion. Um He's now on the edge of his seat. So <laughs> Nate's mom had just left and so had another friend of ours, Cloda, and we were worried and concerned that they were hurt. So we went looking for them and then we found Nate's mom and then we went and we met everyone in the square and they're saying the city was being attacked. And it was like, okay, what can we do? Can we help? And we just like everyone else who was there, we just, we just dug out and just helped. Like Nate's mom went and helped and Cloda went and helped and, you know, Hephaestus' sister segment went and helped. Like we, we all, it was, it, it you know, Everyone helped. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't just. It was. It wasn't just us. The entire time you're speaking, he is. Like, he's on the edge of his seat, and he's kind of like buried his chin onto his fists, and his elbows are on his knees. And then he looks at one of the guards. And he looks at Marigold. And he looks back at you, and he just smiles. And the guard knows what this means, 
and he slips down a small little doorway and he comes back a moment later with a couple of bowls of like crisps and like snacks okay so this is getting really good <laughs> so Nate's mom was there yeah and your mom was there yeah and Hephaestus' sister was there and my brother was there um there was members of the, the, the town guard. There was members of the Gelsha army. Uh, Commander Groff was there. Sebastian was there too. Um, so fine gentlemen, fine gentlemen. <laughs> Sad to say they broke up. Fine uh, he, he gives me the heebie-jeebies, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so we just we just followed along what as best we could just to try and help people because, you know, it's where, it's where I grew up. It's where Nate grew up. You know, we just wanted to help. Like there was an army of the undead breaking down the city doors. Where did they come from? I I I, I don't know. They were they were led by by someone we recognised who we'd met in a, a village called Herb, a priest, but he was dead, so he was undead as well. Um, Father Sops was his name, and then there was a night hag there also who. We had a run-in with a night hag previously and she said, this is for my sister. So I was assuming it was a revenge that she was attacking us too for attacking her sister. Um, but we killed her. So that was good. And then we killed him. And then that stopped the army of the undead. Well, we didn't kill her. No, actually, sorry. Nate's mom killed her. Um, she entombed her in crystal with her and gave her own life. She's She's actually the... The real hero. And he's kind of got like a handful of these like fried potato slices in one hand. So you beat them. Mm. Or Nate's mom beat them. And then you were asked to come and talk to me because of that whole incident with the potion Lady. Yes, yes. Um, we had previously stumbled across a temple, um, the Temple of Devotion and Purity. It was being run by a succubus and an incubus. And I had found a ledger which had names of high-standing members of Tezra buying these potions off them, these laced potions. Um, and they were using them on figures in Tezrab. Um, I know... Um, oh. I know Norris Flotstone was involved with that as well. And he, we were going at the time to save Nate's wife, who's Norris's sister. Um, this is before the battle. Um, we were going to try and save her because he captured her and he was going to kill her so he could take over the Flotstone fortune because it had been left to her and not to him. So we were going to try and save her and we all got captured. And then we ended up beating him and, and stopping um, the form of, of an old god coming Jake. out. A guard offers you a bowl of like snacks. A lot of the other guards have bowls of snacks. So there's some of the servants and everyone is just. Uh, it's like everybody sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor. Just yeah. at home. <laughs> uh, I, I just passed the bowl on following mine. It's like I'm listening to everything being like, there's something in here I'm meant to know, I think. Otherwise, Marigold wouldn't tell me, but like I'll just pass along through the guards. So, yeah, that's where, where, where that came from. Uh, yeah. <sighs> That sounds brilliant. It was just all just coincidence. I mean, like, we never, we just went to Herb to do a simple job and it spiraled into this. 
So fa- no, 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 fast forward. Don't be concerning yourself with them details. Okay, fast forward. You're in Warm Nook. Yeah. Um. So, um, what? Just, just a little background. Hephaestus X is kind of crazy, and she had been impersonating her previously, and then started impersonating other people. This is the one that was Hephaestus at the dinner party. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So she had Riveting. been impersonating Commander Groff. And had framed Hevesta for killing Evil, but Hevesta would never kill Eve because, like, she cares about Eve. And um, but framed her for the murder. So we we went then into Warmnook, where we ran into Count Swallow, who offered us to come and stay at his castle slash inn slash spa. Um, and she was put down in a dark, dank dungeon while the rest of us were that upstairs. Makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. Um. Uh, but then things started getting really weird again. And I don't know why this always happens. Um, something happened to the Count and we had to fight a load of monsters. We'd go down through this dungeon, which was really weird and seemed like we were portaled to another dimension almost with the way it was working. It just did not make logical sense where well, the doors were leading keep your to. criticisms on the layout. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's old castles. You know, they, can bit, they can be a bit topsy-turvy. But, Judgmental bitch. <laughs> Nate, Nate, Kyle and I were trying to get to Hephaestus to save her and then Nate zoomed off and disappeared and then I got separated from Kyle and then I ended up fighting something and next thing I know we're all portaled out of the castle as it's falling and then Nate doesn't remember he's Nate anymore and he's Ivan. Right. Jesus, you couldn't write this stuff, could you? Honestly, no. I don't know where this came out of. Like, it's just, there's no, like, really, you really couldn't write this. And he just takes another, like, he's like he's now kind of like, his fingers are scraping the bottom of the bowl. He's eating kind of the rest of the snacks. So, the reason you're really here, Fia, is, and by now I'm sure you've heard of the four Gaelshai heroes. <sighs> See, <sighs> folks need... Folks need an icon. Do you know, they need, they need someone to look up to. And well, after Tezrab and after Wormnook, word's gotten out about the, the four heroes. Folks are drawing comparisons between yourselves and, well, the twins and Mary, the wizard. So, well, how would you be fixed for possibly representing Gaelshire as ambassadors. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, don't worry, you've time to think about it. No. You've time to think... <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want time to think about it, or you, you don't want to do it. Uh, I'm... With, with all... Because it's your king asking you. I, I, I understand, sir. Um, you're... I just... I don't know. I can't speak for my friends. I can only speak for Well, that's why I'm giving you the time to think about it. Well, I can give you my answer, sir. Um, I never, through all of these circumstances, wanted this. And I do mean no offence by that. Like, I will do it if you ask me to do it, but it's not something I want. So you're saying if I command you to do it, you'll do it? I have no choice, sir, if you do. Interesting. But I just wanted to make you aware that it's purely circumstance that all of us were in these different situations. And I'm glad that things happened for the better. We we were not the kind of people who want to see bad things happen to others. But it's still 
I just want to go back and live my life in Tezrev. And that's what you want? Yes, sir. You just want to go back to Tezrev? To work in a little shop? It was simpler. That this is all quite intimidating, if I'm being totally honest. I'm the one wearing the crown. Tell me about it. I don't know how you manage, sir. Ah, it's not that heavy. I think they swapped it out. It's not the real gold one. Oh, that's a bit of a relief, I suppose. Straight in my neck, some of the parties, though. Oh. I I will do what is asked of me, but... Well... Marigold and her folks, they're all... You know, they're the ones that concern themselves with a lot of this. Just going to say thanks. Really. Thank Helping you. Helping out. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Not a bother. Well, I'm out of snacks. It was a great story. I, uh, th- there's nothing else. you go. I, I stand up and like awkwardly kind of bow and then run down the steps but then realise I still have the ring and run back up and hand it over. Uh, as you as you turn remembering you've the ring on your hand as you turn back Marigold just holds a hand out. Hmm. Your Majesty if you wouldn't mind I I have a few questions for Miss Isidrum. If it's more stories. And he kind of slumps into the chair a little bit. And uh, one of the guards is kind of going around looking to see if there's a bowl of snacks and ate the bowl that you didn't eat. He goes up and he gets it, gives it to the king and he bows as he kind of walks away. Marigold, she stands. Uh, as you are now kind of, again, at the bottom of the platform, she stands just kind of towering over you. Mr. Zidrum, let me go back something you had said earlier. You had said that you were on a simple job in Herb. How yeah. did you come by the job? My brother um, knew Saint and asked if I'd go out and take care of it and help. And would you often undertake jobs like this at your brother's request? Well, I mean, yeah, he takes care of me. Of course I would do stuff for him too. From the small bag on her hip she takes out a small folder does the name Hod ring a bell and we'll leave that episode there you've been listening to Romance in the Dungeon with Sam Amber, Louise, Ben, and me, Declan, your Dungeon Master. That's it for another episode. We are back in two weeks' time. As always, a big thank you to Ghost of Red Mountain for our theme song, Haunted. Our title card and artwork is by Ralph is Redacted. You can find them both over on Twitter. I keep saying we're getting very close to the finale, and then we record, and then something else happens, and I'm like, oh, that would be... It's... Season 2 has been a wild ride and we are a couple of episodes away from the end. 
You can find us over on social media at D8 Dungeon. You can check out our Discord server where there are some lovely daters. We stream over on twitch.tv forward slash D8 Dungeon. We are organizing the Dungeon Drive, our annual TTRPG fundraiser. And for more information, do contact us on social media, on email, d8dungeon at gmail.com. We've been nominated for a Crit Award for Best Script. That's, that's mad. That's awesome. Mad in a good way. Yeah, it's, it's been great. And uh, I just want to keep telling stories with these amazing folks and sharing them with people like you. So thank you for all of your support. And uh, we will see you in two weeks time. My name is Fia Isidrim. I'm 141 years old. Whoa. <laughs> Sunny, dear man. Because <laughs> one of those will get you in trouble. <laughs> it's the right one. <laughs>